episode of the Non-Committal Podcast. I'm Kelsey and this is Kaylee. Hi. And thanks for joining us. Today we're talking about moving, moving out of our parents' house, living with roommates, living alone, living with partners, all the good stuff. Well, let's get into it. So where do we start? How about, how old were you when you first moved out and weren't living with your parents anymore? Um, that's kind of a tricky one, I guess, but technically it was this, I'm, <laughs> uh, my sister did a work school work program in Denver. So she was living in a, our family townhouse at the time, and then she went away. And so it can't, it wasn't able to stay empty or whatever. And then there's strata rules, et cetera. And then somehow my mom thought it was a a great idea to let me go live there at the end of the summer going into grade 12. So I guess I would have been <laughs> 17. <laughs> That's like wild trust from your mom. Yeah. It's uh, looking back, I am shocked that she trusted me so much. And it, it was kind of a cheat. It felt like, it felt like a cheat uh, first time moving out because I didn't have to pay her rent or anything. And yeah, I That's almost, kind of a nice, sorry. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice. And I'm almost certain I didn't have to buy my own groceries. I don't really remember having a lot of responsibility for actually living on my own. So that's good, though. It gives you a good little taste of what it's like without the full commitments and pressure of bills and everything else. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I did have a job. I'm sure I contributed in some way. I can't imagine her letting me get away with not contributing something, but... (laughs) <laughs> it was an experience for sure. I honestly, I, I don't have a ton of memories from it. I do recall having very little motivation because I also was ahead in some of my school credits. So I had more than enough credits to graduate by grade 12. So I really just had to do whatever the minimum was that you had to do in grade 12, like grade 12 English. I took law, writing, English, I dropped the hard ones. I think I dropped chemistry. I think I dropped physics. And I think I dropped math 12. And then I had girls PE, not even like normal PE. So we did like dance and yoga and weird girl things, I guess. Uh, whatever that means. And That's lovely. Yeah, and then I think a career and personal planning class. I think that was, yeah, mandatory. Yeah. And... Yeah, because otherwise I had all my credits. So I had a lot of spare blocks in grade 12, lived on my own. And to be completely honest, I don't even, I almost didn't. Oh, you know what? I did psychology too, because it was a university or college level psychology class in grade 12. So then I would have credits going into college. Nice. And you had your own vehicle at that time, I guess. I did. I did. I had a little white Sunrunner, which is like a tractor, Chevy tractor. Yeah. Uh, those were those are a hot ticket item oh I love that car very off topic but I love that car um and I did have a job I worked at Tim Hortons but I just remember having so little motivation I don't know it was a different time that I almost didn't even pass grade 12 English because I was like (laughs) not doing any of my homework and nobody nobody tracking what you're up to no my my mom's not here every day telling me to do my homework because I was living on my own but luckily I had a, I had a very generous English teacher. And I think the only reason he was generous was he was also my sister's English teacher and he really liked her. So he 
cut me a break and I got to do some extra credit at the end of the year to try and catch up on some of the stuff I didn't actually do during the year. Excellent. But um, yeah, that was my first moving out experience, which was different. That sounds, yeah, it sounds actually nice. It's not quite as aggressive as being thrown straight out of the nest. No. It's and then my, little... my sister came back, I think. I don't know if it was just after I had graduated high school or shortly after, because I, um, when she came back, I was like, well, me and my, both, my mom were both like, well, I don't think we want to live together anymore after a year apart. And I was like, all right, and jumped ship to Kamloops moved out that was that felt like the real first time because that was full responsibility yeah and you moved to Kamloops because you had a friend there or why why did you choose Kamloops (laughs) I have no idea why we chose it but the I did move with a friend um and I had a room so she was my roommate when we moved but she was in Prince George and we both I think maybe she it was her, her plan and I kind of tagged along I don't know where that came from to be honest but together we went to Kamloops to scope things out and look for jobs and places to stay and it was like old school back then what like 14 years ago 15 years ago where we were looking in the newspaper there wasn't really I think Craigslist was a thing it was kind of sketchy I think um there's like those Craigslist murders around that time and stuff so (laughs) trying to find a place on Craigslist was a little dicey but we also looked in the newspaper and we did a couple of trips to try and find a place to live and find jobs, which we were successful. So somehow it worked out. Excellent. How long did you end up staying in Kamloops for then? Oh, I, <laughs> that's funny too. I, I only stayed, I think like three months. I had no, in, as always, which I've said before, I had no intention of coming back to Prince George. And then I think my mom and my stepdad at the time came to Kamloops to visit us. And uh, then I got, incredibly homesick and went back to Prince George shortly And you were like, all right, grab my stuff, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, so I was was only there like for a summer, three or four months maybe. Then I went back to Prince George and then again, when I got back to Prince George, I was like, me and my mom were in agreement that she's like, all my kids flew the coop, like, you you don't get to come back. She would would have let me, but um, once you have that freedom for a couple of years, you're like, nah, I don't want to go home. It's hard. Yeah, (laughs) it's hard to move home after that. Yeah. So then I got just a little bachelor, bachelor apartment. That was really thrilling. That is thrilling. So you were and then you were alone again. Then I was alone. Yeah, I didn't have roommates for quite some time after that. Several years. That's lovely. I always had roommates. When I first moved out, I moved um, with one of my high school friends. Oh, yeah. So how old um, were you? Into a basement suite. I... I want to say I was probably like 19-ish. That's a good... <laughs> I can't we remember. Were, we were eager to get out of the house for some reason, hey? Yeah. Reasons <laughs> unknown. <laughs> Pay my own bills. Uh, <laughs> but my, my parents had like, a, if you're going to be staying home and not going to school, you're going to be paying rent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the year after high school, I'd lived at home and paid rent to my dad I want to say and then after that I moved out with my friend I'm trying to think of where I would have even been working then because that was before so you guys moved out together in Vernon yeah we moved out together in Vernon into a basement suite that was like a walkout it was actually quite nice Um, but that was I think fairly short-lived I don't know if we even lived there for a full year 
like maybe like six months or so. And then after that, I think I got into the program um, to do sterilization. And then I moved back home while I went to school for that. Oh, okay. Okay. And then after I finished school for that, I moved out on my own again. And I moved in with one of my really good, like one of my best friends, Kathy. And I lived with Kathy for like four Oh, that that wasn't your initial roommate after high school? Oh, okay. No, no. I had a different roommate right after high school. Right, 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 right. Um, And then I'd, like, Kathy had lived in Vernon for a period of time and moved back um, up north with her family. And then she was moving back down sort of a second time. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, So then we were kind of like, okay, let's find a place together. And then one of the other girls that I was friends with that also worked at the hospital was looking for somewhere to rent so then we tried to find a place for the three of us oh wow two roommates two roommates which is not a great dynamic because it's always sort of like two against one that's the same with any like three three right. people is tricky yeah and she also sort of had a different expectation of sort of how she was going to live than me and Kathy did oh yeah so that made it a little bit challenging as well like she wanted to be more social and party more or were you guys more of that that was more us (laughs) oh okay (laughs) we were we were like the the party roommates where you'd wake up and there was just like a mess in the house because we had all these people over (laughs) (laughs) but we had a really cute place that was sort of right across the highway from the hospital um and we had a big backyard for my dog um and leah ended uh, our other roommate ended up getting a puppy at one Mm -hmm. point so it was like three girls and two big dogs. Yep. Um, and it was a great house. We had a hot tub. A hot tub yeah, in your it was youth. Great. That is, that's a golden ticket. It is a golden ticket. That's also <laughs> why we had people over all the time and yeah. our other roommate was upset with us, but she was also quite a bit tidier than me and Kathy are. <laughs> that shocks me because you're so tidy. Well, and my first roommate moving out was more tidy than me too. So are you, it's like were when you, people call... Are you your same level tidy now uh, that you were? Yeah. Wow. And they were tidier than you. Yeah. And with my first roommate, we shared food, like when I first moved out at 19. Um, but her and her parents had bought a lot of our food initially when we first moved in. Oh, yeah. And then there was no discussion of like how we were going to organize that. So then we got in a few arguments over like shared food and that kind of stuff. So then when me and Kathy moved in together and our third roommate, we kind of had like separate shelves on the, in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And did separate food unless we were preparing a meal together. That seems like probably the more functional way. Cause I feel like sharing food is so tricky in a roommate it, situation. Yeah. Like I, I had roommates for many, many years and we, we got really good at it. <laughs> and one yeah. of the easiest things I think with having roommates is creating a cleaning schedule, which we ended up doing. Okay. In our hospital hill place um, and having like separate shelves for food. Cause then yeah. even if you have people over, if they know which shelf is yours, then they can eat something and they're not eating your roommate's food too. Yeah. I guess that's tricky too. Yeah. Cause that's kind of tricky when you've got a lot of people coming over. Yeah. But yeah, we had a, I don't know. We had a lot of fun in that house. We had a ghost at one point. Oh, Kathy was like, I see this little girl standing at the edge of my bed when I wake up in the night. And me and our other roommate thought we were like, yeah, whatever. 
And then the one day I dropped this basket of raspberries in the kitchen and I picked them all up. And then when I went to go to bed that night, there was like a perfect raspberry sitting in the door jam, like where the door closed <laughs> against the wall. And I was like, okay, there's no way that could have rolled there from the kitchen. It would have had to roll around the door and then into the <laughs> crook against the wall. Oh, wow. And it was like perfect. Cause you know how squishy raspberries yeah. are. Yeah. It was like perfect. So I know it wasn't the dog or some other weird thing that dropped it there. And I was like, okay, that's, that's strange. And then Leo, I'm, I'm surprised you found it before you squished it right into the door. Well, it was like, right, you know, when the door closes against the wall, how there's that little space that gets left right against the door um, hinge type thing. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. Yeah, but like if the door closed, it would squish or no? No, no, no. Because oh, there's that okay. gap between the wall and the door, like the door would, to my bedroom was open. So yeah. when I closed the door at night, that raspberry was sitting there perfectly because oh. it had been protected in that little corner there. <laughs> oh, That's why it was okay, so okay. weird because my bedroom yeah. door had been open all day. Yeah. And it was like behind the door against the wall oh, at the very like corner. Yeah. So it was really bizarre. And I was like, okay, maybe we do have a ghost because that's <laughs> really weird. And then was it that night or a couple nights later, our third roommate always had a radio alarm clock and it was always set to the same radio station. She's like uh, a little bit more regimented than me and Kathy. And then in the middle of the night, her radio just went off, full volume, white noise, static. So then we're all up because we hear her screaming and we hear the static. And Kathy goes, I saw the little girl again and I told her to fuck off and go bug Leah. <laughs> oh my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, so she did. So after <laughs> so that, we did. knew we had the ghost. So then we'd have like weird stuff happen in that house. Like things would get misplaced. And then we would find them like in the middle of the floor weeks or months later. And we're like, okay, well, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. But, and then um, our third roommate moved in with her boyfriend at one point. So then me and Kathy had to find another place to live. And the, that place that we were in, I actually found on the hospital bulletin and it was like somebody who worked at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Those are so handy. Mm-hmm. And he, he would like knew somebody that I knew. So I didn't have to go through a newspaper or anything like that for that place. But we'd looked through a large number of places from the newspaper prior to that. And they were all really awful. Yeah. Newspaper so we were listings really are... thankful. Well, and, I mean, Prince George is, I, I think um, when you're looking for a place, you can kind of tell by the price what you're getting in Prince George, like by the address and the price. I think historically it's, it's different now. I feel like oh, everything's, yeah, I feel like everything oh. is, is significantly more expensive for what you get. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, oh, historically yeah, for sure. you could. Like when definitely. I first was looking in Prince George, it was like, okay, anything outside of the sort of downtown area is going to be a little bit more expensive, but you're going to have a nicer place. Yes. Um, and if it was up the hill a bit, then it was going to be a bit more expensive and quite a bit nicer. It's probably changed quite a bit since I was there originally. But Vernon has always been very, um, everything is the same price. I don't know if it is now, but at the time, everything is the same price. And it varies drastically in quality. 
And some, oh. some neighborhoods you could tell that it was going to be like not a great place. Yeah. But at the time, a lot of the like, especially basement suites type thing, they were all like in the sort of less desirable neighborhoods. And yeah. some people had fixed the suites up really nice. Oh. And some of them were just horrendous. So we spent a lot of time looking at some apartments. There's not really that many apartments in Vernon at the time that we were looking. And then we looked at a bunch of houses and settled on this place um, after reading that ad at the hospital. And it was great. We had the full house. It was like a tiny little three-bedroom. Oh, that's lovely. Three-bedroom, one-bathroom house. I never rented a, a full house, I don't think. I... I've lived, yeah, it's tricky when you're, well, I guess you're from Vernon. I was going to say it's tricky when you're looking in a city that you don't know either. Like Kamloops, when me and my friend were moving there and we don't know the areas and we're trying to find something in our like 18-year-old price range at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Minimum wage jobs is like, and we ended up uh, finding a basement suite on the North Shore and oh. you're, you're, I don't know why it reminded me of that with your friend's radio, because I, I also valued my, like, huge five-CD stereo at the time, and I always had it as an alarm. The music would play or whatever. But that reminded me I didn't even have a bed when I lived in Kamloops. I slept on a memory foam mattress on the floor, and in a basement sweep in Kamloops, there was so many spiders all the spiders I had all the to, like, like really big fluffy scary ones yeah I had to like raid a perimeter around my little mattress and around the perimeter of my room and then quite a large amount of raid into the door and out of the door and I would find dead spiders around my bed all the time it was horrifying I don't know why I did that hey <laughs> that is really really stressful <laughs> So I, but I moved when I had a bed. Yeah, when I moved to Kamloops, I just moved myself in my little Sunrunner. So I certainly. That's kind of that's nice though, because that makes it easy to move back. <laughs> made my it, made it very easy to move back for sure. My problem is I already com I always committed too much furniture and everything. It was always an ordeal for me to move, oh, as yeah. you've witnessed. <laughs> and I hate moving. I hate it so much. I remember, yeah, in my 20s, I moved so much. I probably moved every year, and my poor parents were always hooked with the responsibility of helping me move, particularly my dad, because he had a truck. Yeah, my first apartment, and then I moved for the LPN program, moved into a basement suite. And then after that year, I moved, I think, back into the same apartment building. I had my bachelor apartment, but I moved into a one-bedroom. Nice. And then I... my. <laughs> My ex, my boyfriend at the time, him and his mom moved into that building. And so they were like a, a level or two down from where I was, which was very handy to live in the same building as your boyfriend and very awkward when we broke up. So then I moved to an apartment down the street, actually. I was like, get me out of this building. No kidding. That would be really uncomfortable. Yeah. So then I moved from a one bedroom to a three bedroom apartment, which was... Way too, fancy. Much, yeah, way too much space. And then my stepdad passed away and I don't know what possessed me, but I decided I didn't need that much space or to spend that much money. So then I moved in with a friend, a uh, good friend 
she invited me to live in her basement, which wasn't like an official suite, but it was actually pretty, we shared a kitchen upstairs, but then otherwise I had like a little bar fridge downstairs and, uh, like my own bathroom and bedroom and living space in the basement, which is, it was such a lovely, a lovely setup. And so like, she was my second roommate, but because we had such opposite living spaces and we just really had to share the kitchen where we did the same thing, we had separate food. Yeah. Well, that makes shelf. it easier when you have completely yeah. separate living spaces. Yeah, totally. And then I just, I just realized I left out like two other living situations in between. That I'd <laughs> totally forgotten about when you yeah. said that. I was like, oh, yeah, I lived I lived in another basement suite after my first one and after going to school and then moved in with a friend of mine who had his own house and then moved in with Kathy. But that was like, I don't know, I bounced. I bounced through many basement suites and then I literally just rented a room off of this one friend, I think for two months or something before Kathy came down because of the previous friend that I was living with moved in with her boyfriend. And then, Oh yeah. I had like a limbo period before Kathy was moving down and needed somewhere to live. So yeah. Then me and me and my giant dog moved in with my friend that lived. Um, he lived near the hospital. So that worked out really well. Yeah. I remember one, it was like a triplex that I moved into and I yeah, I can't remember the timeline when I lived in this triplex, but I moved in here at some point in my early 20s, and it was a lovely little space. But then I remember it was uh, managed by a real estate company, like, you know, those kind of property management groups or yeah. whatever. And the one day, so it wasn't a landlord necessarily, and... I was in the shower and I had come out and he was trying, he was getting into like entering my suite. And then Yikes. so I was only there like, and this is a lot of the places I lived in my twenties. I didn't need a lease. Like it was never on a lease. Leases weren't as common. And so I wasn't on a lease and I was like, okay, this guy is not following rules, like not giving me 24 hours notice. I don't even know why he was trying to come into my place. And then it was like, okay, yeah, this guy could come in at any moment. This is dicey. And my mom's like, you are leaving that place. And I can't remember where I went, where I moved after that. That's really, that's really dicey. But you, you rented from places that made you sign like a rental contract all through your 20s or no? Yeah, I think like a, but a, like a, a rental agreement of sorts, but never for a period, like a lease where you had to stay for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I never signed any leases. No, no. But I never even, for most of them, it wasn't even like an official renting agreement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine were almost, because I never rented, I only had like maybe two basement suites and the rest were really apartments. I stayed, because old school way of looking for places, I mostly just drove around town and called all the apartment buildings until they had one that had a vacancy. And then like me and my mom would drive around. She was awesome in helping me find places usually <laughs> we would just drive around calling for the apartments and then going for like those little interviews or whatever that's nice and then but then when I moved in with my friend after my stepdad passed away I got back together with that boyfriend that I there was like one particular boyfriend I dated for like seven years intermittently through 
my 20s and um, I ended up, he moved to Edmonton for some reason and then I was convinced to move to Edmonton with him. And then, so that was my third roommate situation because it was him and then his friend had also was living in Edmonton. So the three of us found a place. But again, my mom, we would take trips to Edmonton, A, to help me find work, which I never did find a job when I lived in Alberta, and then to find a place. And so, and that was a strange situation too, because I can't quite remember. It almost seemed like a townhouse, but not quite. So maybe a duplex. And then same thing as Kamloops, like I, we didn't know what area and we had a really hard time getting anyone to agree to rent to us for some reason. Well, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's harder for guys to find rental because as a single female, I never had issues until I was trying to rent with two dudes. And then it was like impossible to find a place. And uh, we ended up living in like, I don't know if you know Edmonton, but like the Bonnie Dune area, which is not... I don't think it's a terrible area, but it wasn't like the nicest area either. But at the time too, for to work there as an LPN, there's like a lot of hoops to jump through to get your Alberta nursing license. So then I was like dealing with that while I was also trying to find a job and whatever. But I only lived there probably October to December. And then I moved to Vancouver, which again was significantly easier. My uncle lived in an apartment building and he ended up helping convince a landlord to rent to me so I had an apartment in Vancouver before I even left Edmonton which was that's all that's awesome yeah it was very easy I'd had like no problem finding a place in Vancouver which but I had family help that time because he knew he knew a a person who knew a person basically yeah that's basically how I got most of my places in Vernon and the plate my first basement suite in Prince George was through somebody I knew yeah it's the only time I've ever the only time I've ever rented from complete strangers was my apartment, my apartment downtown Prince George, which was like totally different. That's the only time I've lived in an apartment too. So the place where you stayed before, so you had a basement suite with your dog and you're on your own in that basement suite in Prince George. In Prince George. That was the first time I've ever lived alone. And then you got a roommate though. Um, and then I how had, did that, like where, how did you guys find your place for that because that guy was kind of a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) the landlord Um, that is not your room the the other the landlord I don't remember I'm trying to think I think that was probably just off of like Kijiji or something oh yeah yeah okay and then I think we went to check it out I'm trying to remember if we even looked at other places yeah one of my only memories of you living there I have actually a couple I can't remember oh we watched uh, we would watch what's that show? Virgin, uh, Jane the Virgin. Oh yeah, yeah. I would come over and watch that for some reason with you and Kayla. And then, but I the one of the only memories I had was going to your landlord. He lived in the downstairs <laughs> suite, right? And then he made some strange chili and made us eat. He it. made he made chili and offered to feed us. And you told me don't trust anybody. But wasn't it that like, lives up north? Their chili. You're like it's yeah. never beef. I'm like he said it was beef. <laughs> And then as soon as we got down there to eat the chili, it was not beef. No, it was deer or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was deer or elk. <laughs> elk, probably. called yeah. it. You yeah. totally called it. No, you don't eat northern. Well, it's delicious, I'm sure. But it's certainly going to be more wild, wild game than it will be beef sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And then we yeah, lived he, together briefly, actually. 
Yeah, if I you stayed can with call you it that, you just bit. stayed with me. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a true roommate situation, but I just yeah, I sort of crashed with you for a little while. I think it was for the summer. For a few, a couple of months, maybe three max, though I think, because it was at the end of the third year. But then yeah. you found an apartment after a few, a couple of months, I think. Oh, you're right. I think it was because I had a practicum that was out of town. Right. So you and Kayla moved out because you had a practicum out of town. I had a practicum out of town and Kayla was moving out of Prince George a bit onto the Hart Highway with um, somebody she knew. Right. And I didn't want to move out there. So then I stayed with you for a couple months until after the practicum and everything. And then I um, moved into my apartment. That's right. And because I had, I don't know, I had a, the, the friend of Kayla's who had two rooms in the basement and said that we could live there. It would have been like a, we have our own bedrooms situation, but shared kitchen and everything. Right. That's right. And it, there was only one bathroom, I think. And he had kids. Right. And it and was that- like his house. And I was like, I don't like I've moved into somebody else's house before as like a renting a room type situation. And it's not my favorite. Yeah. And I remember house hunting uh, with you for that apartment, but I feel like we looked at a couple of, we don't know if we looked at other places. places. We did. (laughs) We looked at a lot of places because Prince George, like it was hard renting on your own because a lot of the places are quite expensive because you have a lot of people there for work. That's true. And And a lot of people there for school. So the competition is like fierce. Yeah. But looking without a dog was definitely much easier. Yeah. I remember um, (laughs) when we went to go look at that place and you told me it was in an apartment building on Queensway near like 17th or something. And I was like, oh, my God, like right by Connaught Hill. (laughs) I was like, you're like this tiny blonde person. You're not allowed to go live in the heart of Queensway. But then we got there and the landlord was so cute. He was so doing his best. And that apartment had like really decent energy. Yeah, it was actually a great place. And I looked like before moving to Prince George the summer before I'd made a couple trips with my dad to try to find a place to rent with me and the dog. And I actually looked at a place in that apartment building. (laughs) And my dad was like, you're not you're not living here. And we'd met um, the landlord at that time. And my dad was like really uneasy, I think, about me moving to Prince George at that time. And then we looked at a couple other places. and I just couldn't find anything that would rent to me with a dog. And the basement suite I ended up taking was owned. It was like a a lady that I worked with, a friend of hers, owned the basement suite because she'd had kids that went to school in Prince George. Yeah. So I rented I rented the apartment sight unseen. Like I went to these people, they lived in Vernon and I met the people who owned it and had a chat with them and they showed me pictures and, and they were like, yeah, Shannon was the nurse's name. She's like, yep, Shannon vouched for you. Like, we're going to let you rent even with the dog. Just tell the people living upstairs that you're family. And that's why we let you have the dog. Oh, (laughs) so I, I rented it sight unseen. My brother was working for a like food warehouse placed at the time and they let him use a truck so we literally loaded this truck up like a cube truck yeah with all of my stuff and and he drove with me up to my place in Prince George at the end of summer I think it was like a week before school started because I wanted to have like a week to get settled yeah and I didn't even know 
what the apartment looked like <laughs> other than a couple photos yeah really basement suite yeah so then we just moved into the basement suite and Kathy one of Kathy's really good friends that she grew up with in Houston met me and my brother there um, and I bought him some beer and pizza and he helped my brother unload everything and hung out with us and he was like the first person I met in Prince George basically oh that's lovely so yeah shout out to Andy <laughs> thank you sir for all of your help and for always being <laughs> such a wonderful person <laughs> yeah because that's like, the worst yeah like I can't imagine being like yeah you don't even know this person but like Kathy calling in a favor for a friend and he actually helped me unpack everything when I got there like that's crazy that is something I feel like we took Lila to your apartment, though, because she was, like, not going to let you move in there either. Yeah, she was really nervous. But I feel like we brought her over there, and she was like, yeah, this place does have good energy or something. Yeah, because it was... I can't remember. um, The entrance to the apartment was right by the landlord's window. So if anything happened to me outside the door, he would hear. Yeah. And And he gave you where I was located was above the courtyard. So it's not like anybody could break into my apartment from the outside. And he yeah. gave you a parking spot that you could see from your window and everything. So yeah, and he gave me a parking close spot. to the entrance. Yeah, yeah, right by the entrance, I could see it from my window, um, and he was really good. So I think that made yeah your mom feel better because I think even your dad, when he was helping me move my stuff over, was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but funny. honestly, I. I didn't have any problems on that apartment. Like people would brush the snow off my car in the morning. People living like across the alley from me at one of the other apartments, he'd be out smoking a cigarette every morning. And he was always like, good morning, gorgeous. How's it going? (laughs) Yeah. Like super friendly, despite me living in the worst area of Prince George, just about. Yeah. Not quite the worst. (laughs) But I just remember going for the tour and John telling us both, about how he lost all his teeth going in through the apartment building with the Hells Angels <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to get rid of all the hookers and blow. <laughs> and, <I> just, <laughs> and we just kind of looked at each other like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, what have we gotten ourselves into? He was just like a hitman for hire that grew up on Vancouver's east side. Yeah, yeah. He was and was brought up to Prince George by whoever owned the building to clean it up and get it in ship shape and he did a fantastic job yeah and then there was just like young families and working dudes that lived there because I remember actually I remember one of the first things I don't know why we did this but there was a man who lived in the apartment next to you and we like slipped him a note under his door about sharing internet or something yeah was um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember why that was and then he's like I can afford my internet and then he's like actually I see now that you might not be able to, so maybe you want to share. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd slipped him the note because my internet was super expensive. <laughs> but again, keeping in mind that I was in school yeah. and not really working very much and mostly living off student loans. So I had, when he first moved in, I was like, this is perfect. This new guy's moved in. Maybe I can get him to pay half the internet bill Yeah, he's every okay. month to save me some money. And he <laughs> was so nice about it. <laughs> but was like you can just use my internet like he didn't even charge me and then you did right you just used his or did you get internet? I don't remember I think I did just use his <laughs> I love it it was great yeah no that was great I could not uh, pull him out of a lineup right now but 
super friendly. Um, I remember just your cube van story reminded me, I think moving wise, the worst experience of moving was um, from Edmonton to Vancouver because it's, there was a period where I was, I would have some time like a week or so in between moving from Edmonton to Vancouver. And then my dad and stepmom came to Edmonton and helped pack me up and take me back to Prince George. But then my dad and my mom helped me move from Prince George to Vancouver. And then somehow we had to like store all my stuff for, yeah, a few days or a week. Was your dad, was your dad already with Heather when you moved down to Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah. They had been together, must've been newly relatively, I feel like that was like the beginning of their relationship, but I distinctly remember Heather coming to Edmonton in the years that I lived in Vancouver, like they were together as well. But then, um, (laughs) yeah, that was, and it was in December, like late December, January that I was moving so winter in Alberta, winter in Prince George, and then winter getting to Vancouver, it was like my stuff. I don't know why I thought cardboard boxes was a great idea, because by the time we got into Vancouver, everything was soaked. Like all my, And for some reason, I put books in the cardboard, so my books were soaked. and everything. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. So you'd brought a bunch of your stuff to Edmonton then. It wasn't just a foamy on the floor. Oh, no, Edmonton was full furniture and everything. And But when I left Edmonton, I felt like I left in a bit of a rush. I had applied. I don't know what possessed me to apply to school. This is when I applied to school in Vancouver. And then I moved. I was in a rush to get from Edmonton to Vancouver for school. And then I ended up leaving the bulk of my furniture in Edmonton. So my bed frame. And then again, I moved to Vancouver. I had no bed. I slept on the floor on a mattress. And I had a, I did have a futon was my couch. My mom, bless her, because she and my uncle, when I was living in Edmonton still, her and my uncle got my apartment in Vancouver. And my mom went down there to Ikea and the two of them bought me like a futon, just some really basic furniture that I wouldn't have to take from Edmonton to Vancouver. But I still did have a ton of stuff like bookshelves mostly that I moved from Edmonton to Vancouver, but lots of boxes mostly. And then, yeah, I left my ex with all of my furniture, <laughs> which he locked out. He got my couch. He got this huge, like, comfy chair that I still think about. And I'm like, why would I ever just abandon, like, the best furniture I ever owned? But I did. I abandoned it. And I was like, I'm out. I'm headed for Vancouver. And then I lived, like, a tiny, tiny Vancouver apartment with, like, no furniture. But that's fine. That's like the normal 20s, 20s living in Vancouver, though. That was very 20s vibe. And then I also didn't have a roommate, but I was still a practical nurse. So I'm, I was at least making a, like a decent wage for my age and to be able to live alone. But I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that even a full paycheck didn't cover my rent ever. So plus I was in school full time. It was a real disaster. Very 20s. I don't know why, I, but I was very against getting a roommate. I didn't know anyone and I didn't want a stranger roommate. So I just paid my very extravagant rent for my very tiny apartment, but I loved it. It was my favorite experience of my life. And then when I moved back to Prince George, I moved into my family townhouse again um, that I'd lived in when I was 17. 
my mom, my mom moved down to Van, like to Chilliwack to be closer to me. And my sister lives on Vancouver Island. So the three of us would be semi closer to one another. But then that was the same month that my mom decided to move down to Chilliwack is the same month I decided to move back to Prince George for school. No, no. she, (laughs) She happened to leave Prince George. And then again, that townhouse was empty. And as I mentioned, it can't stay empty. So I moved in here and then paid her. I did end up like I paid my paid my way at this point now (laughs) (laughs) but um and then after we so I lived there all through here in this townhouse through nursing school and then I ended up buying it so now I own it so I haven't moved in like seven years it's the longest I've ever gone without moving that's so thrilling yeah the thought of moving makes me cringe now I'm like (laughs) it's kind of like piercings I went crazy in my youth getting piercings and now the thought of getting a piercing is like awful that's the way I feel about moving (laughs) bro moving moving is the absolute worst I did it so much in my 20s though I can't even believe that's the kind of lifestyle I lived I think we all did like I lived with a couple I lived with another one of my really close friends at the time between my first roommate and moving in with Kathy but I never I've never moved in with just a stranger as a roommate no me neither me and Kathy ended up moving in with um, somebody that she knew from um, her hometown in Vernon after our third roommate had moved out with us. We ended up moving into a house that he was renting um, and he worked out of town somewhere up north. So he was only home like once a week out of the month or for one week out of the month and it was great. So me and Kathy moved into this and this was like a fairly big house. It was like four bedroom, two bathroom, had like a huge yard. Mm -hmm. And that place was great. And then eventually we kicked, well, we didn't really kick the third guy out, but he, he wanted to move out or something and we just kept the place. And then it was just me and Kathy again, which was better because he would like buy pizzas from Panago and just fill the freezer with them. And then when he was hungry, he would just pull one of these like takeout pizzas out of the fridge and microwave it it was terrible and then we had no room in the freezer to put anything because it was full of like takeout boxes of pizza I mean not even not even freezer pizza I'm not even gonna lie that sounds like a brilliant idea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I never considered just buying pizza that I would then freeze and cook later like that's wild I probably wouldn't it would be nicer if you didn't microwave it I guess well, I think he probably put it in the oven sometimes. I don't remember, but... Oh, my God. That's brilliant. That just... <laughs> I got to go buy a whole bunch of pizza for the freezer now. Oh, my gosh. You don't have the right freezer. For... Oh, no, you might now. I do now. Now you do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's what he did. And we had, like, a second living room downstairs. So we had Kathy's futon in there so we could have guests. Like, we oh, had sure. a, yeah. a full living room downstairs that... With a couch that folded into a bed for guests. Yeah. Did your like motivation and or ability to keep your house clean or like organized evolve over time? Or do you find that you were always the, the same as you are now? Did it ever change over time? Um, I think when I like when I first moved out with my roommate is when I kind of became sort of my 
level of cleanness that I am today. Because when I was living in my parents' house, like I did some of the cleaning, but it was just because I was being told to, not really an intrinsic motivation. And then once we had our place, like my first place at 19, it it became sort of like an intrinsic motivation to keep things clean. Interesting. Because I... And then I had a roommate, like my second roommate, one of my really good friends, grew up in sort of like a borderline, like cluttered, not quite hoarding, but just a cluttered life situation so that's sort of how she was used to living and it didn't really mesh well with how I um, was used to living so I had to kind of that's where I kind of came like that's the first roommate where we had the chore schedule oh yeah it was like okay this is my week to clean the bathroom this is your week to do whatever I think Um, I think because I lived alone I had a lot less motivation to keep my house tidy (laughs) Especially dishes. Holy, did I have ever evolve? And it still is uh, painstaking. Some days I let things build up even with a dishwasher, but historically I've never had a dishwasher. So I would let things go so bad. Yeah. I well, it's hard with roommates to do that because then there's no dishes left. Well, yeah. Like when you're by yourself, holy. So I guess my evolution of cleanliness, only really since I've owned my place, I take any pride in keeping it tidy. Which it isn't even true because I still have piles of clutter in places that I'm always like in the process of purging or I let my dishes build up even though I have a dishwasher and then I have to like spend 15 minutes before I can even make a coffee in the morning trying to get my kitchen organized. And wow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so and I still neglect like washing the floors for the most part because I have I have two dogs, so their dog hair gets everywhere. I do try to at least sweep every... That's not true. I don't do it every day, but I do try to do it every couple of days, when, especially before anyone comes over, because to me, I'm like, yeah, there's hair everywhere, whatever. But if other people are coming, I'm like, okay, I better make this place semi-presentable. Oh, yeah, exactly. But overall, I feel like, yeah, my evolution in tidiness has taken quite a long time because I never had to live with anyone. I think I was a lot tidier when I lived with people for that brief periods, but I never lived with anyone for very long. Like my second roommate that I lived with, um, we would fight all the time and it was over dishes because she would just use things and just leave the dishes for days and days and days. So then it would be like, okay, I'm not going to wash her dishes. So then I would try to just use whatever was left. And then it would get to the point where I was always eating out because there was literally no dishes left for me to cook or eat off of yeah that's terrible and then we would have a fight about it (laughs) and she she also had a cat so we we had to have this crazy routine where it was like Frankie was locked up at night Frankie was my dog dog. yeah Frankie my dog was had free range of the house during the day because her cat would be either in her room or outside um and then at night Frankie would be locked up and her cat would be loose so then there was like you know, sometimes cat litter and stuff like that. And then we ended up, she ended up moving in. I believe she moved in with her boyfriend and there was a situation where her door wasn't closed properly. And we had a baby gate sort of blocking off the hallway to her bedroom. Yeah. But I think the door was somehow left open or something happened and the dog and the cat ended up intermingling. And we came home, I think right after that happened and Frankie had her cat marbles in his mouth and there was like 
blood everywhere. So we're like, oh my God, we thought he killed marbles. So we brought, bring them both to the vet. And it turned out that marbles just shredded Frankie's face and ears. And that's where all the blood was from. (laughs) And she pulled out all of her claws in his face. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And he had no teeth. So she was fine. She pulled a muscle beating the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Self-preservation marbles for sure. Yeah. Marbles was not going down without a fight. Wow. And we had to clean that basement suite. If they ever bring like one of those luminol lights or whatever in that basement suite, they're going to think somebody was murdered down there. But it is all dog blood. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. What about like um, evolution of budgeting? Did that take some time and some learning, learning challenges or were you always kind of on, on budget? I've kind of, yeah, always lived by a fairly strict budget. And I think it was just probably from my upbringing. Like, again, going back to our money episode, like, don't spend unnecessarily, always have money. And that's part of the reason I always had roommates. I don't think it was necessarily that I couldn't afford to live without them. I just couldn't afford to live the lifestyle that I wanted. So with roommates, I could could travel and do, like, I had a ski pass. And I would travel for like five weeks at a time. I was able to do a lot of stuff that if I hadn't had roommates, I would not have had the money to do. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I was still kind of living by a budget just so that I could save money to kind of do these other things. Yeah, I still don't live with a budget. I have been trying very hard this year to figure one out. I painstakingly went through all my expenses to try and like average things out and see like what I could put as a price for different sections of my budget etc but somehow I always like was able to make enough I always knew what I needed um, because I worked on call or casually for the majority of my career and in my 20s so I knew how many shifts per week or per month that I would have to work to be able to afford my rent and my bills and my groceries but I never had it written down I've never followed it an, an actual budget but as noted again from the money episode I never had a savings and I never really let myself travel I would travel a little bit but it usually was on credit so get myself into some debts in that respect yeah it's easy enough to do and intermittently I've always basically been in school too so I feel like yeah I've never budgeted though just always mm-hmm. Did you ever change locks or anything when you moved? No, I never did. But I never reading did either. Reading an article to p- prepare for this, one of the recommendations was talk to your landlord about changing locks when you move in because you never know how many keys the previous tenant had given out to people. And that's a really good point because you never know. Like I've had keys cut for places. Yeah. I mean, we always gave them all back because it's not like we were really giving them out to everybody and their cat. But Yeah, well, again, thinking just about the difference in our rental experience, I was usually in apartments and then right on the keys of the apartment keys, it says do not copy. So I feel like being able to copy keys was more limited with people who lived in an apartment. So I never really worried. And apartment buildings, generally, I had that little chain on my door. Mm-hmm. But basement suites, yeah, I never... Yeah ever got the the locks changed in a basement suite no me neither Hmm. and I was in some like shady basement suites 
But again, I think because I always had a dog, I, um, we never had any problems because when we were living across from the hospital, people like, it's not a great neighborhood of Vernon and there would be people's vehicles would get broken into because a lot of the hospital staff would park in front of our house. At one point, somebody was banging on our door late at night and he was asking us if we'd seen who stole his car from out in front of our house. And we were like, nope, (laughs) sorry about your luck, sir, but we didn't notice anybody stealing your vehicle, but we never had any problems. And I think it's probably because we had the two big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And our, like we had a, a pretty solid, like solid wood high fence around our backyard too. So we, we were pretty safe. That said, there was a creepy dude because Kathy would always um, leave her blinds open at night, which I can't handle because I'm too paranoid. <laughs> yeah. And one time she was laying in bed and looked up and there was like a creepy dude looking at her through her window because oh her, her window was at the front of the house. That's like my nightmares. Yeah. My nightmares too. That's why I close the blinds. <laughs> but that was it. The rest of the time, honestly, most of the places I've stayed... I don't think there's been any of them that I've actually felt unsafe in. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's about it, I think. Yeah, I think that was a pretty thorough uh, look back on our moving history and what it was like moving out for the first time. And I guess more memory sharing. Sorry. Sorry, all of our adoring fans who just get to listen to us talk about our memories every time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... What do you do? Well, thanks for uh, coming on our journey of moving out, etc. Our roommate experiences, our talking for myself, the lack of cleaning experience. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that makes your move, moving out and or living with roommates situation a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I hope you've had an opportunity to think back on all your lovely history and the first time you moved out. We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Noncommittal Podcast. Don't miss an episode by subscribing to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're enjoying our episodes, head over and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. As always, we love to hear your suggestions. And if you have questions or just want to catch our episodes somewhere else, head to our website, thenoncommittalpodcast.ca. And don't forget to keep up to date on all of our happenings by following us on Instagram at thenoncommittalpodcast.